right, and welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith, here once again with my buddies Chuck and John. Hey now. John, how are you? Oh, hello. John is dressed like, was it, oh, I'm, I'm forgetting the name of... Grimace? The character in Boogie Nights, the Admiral, the uh, the best general character. Who's the what's his name? He has the best line in the whole movie. The, the I think it is bank the, rolls it. I think it's the Colonel. The Colonel. Uh, he has the best line uh, <clears throat> in the whole movie when um, the woman, uh, the very young girl, passes. Uh, I'm getting my bleep button ready. Yeah. Okay. Forty seconds. I'm, I'm trying. I'm try- Actually, I'm not. There's not going to be bleeping. When uh, uh, the the underage girl comes to the party and gets uh, completely <laughs> coked out of her mind, and his blood is streaming out of her nose, and the uh, young porn guy actor goes, "Oh God, I think she OD'd." And he looks at her. He looks at him. He goes, "You think so, doctor?" That's the, that is the best. He's like, "This is the second time this week." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, I think I think I got some bad blow. You think so, doctor? <laughs> also, uh, Robert Ridgely's that actor's name, known as the hangman from the uh, zany Benny Hill days. But his reaction to seeing Dirk Diggler's member, an amazing piece of acting. <laughs> and just so you know, that is what John is dressed like right now. Basically. Not, John's dressed like a exactly. guy that sells a, Viagra at a nursing home. I have a day ahead of me. Like he comes in <laughs> and he's got like a, a bag of blue pills for the homies, trying to make them all happy. Gentlemen. <laughs> in Boca Raton. I had to be specific about the location. Boca! Which is mouth rat in Spanish. Did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? That's, that's uh, Boca is mouth, Raton is rat. Boca Raton, Florida means rat mouth. So is that's that, why the Florida Panthers fans throw rats? No. Is that Andy Dwyer's know. band? That's no. Mouse Rat. Mouse Rat. <laughs> that fall from grace. <laughs> from most lovable little rapscallion to buff, ripped, annoying. Person. Yeah, I was like, whatever happened to that poor guy? <laughs> it's like the biggest box star. <laughs> yeah, movie star. Box office star in the, in the world. All right, well, gentlemen. I don't think so. I don't think if, if he's the selling point of the movie, it does not do well. I'm just saying the gross, when you add, yeah. add up yeah. the grosses over the last three years. That's The Rock. I think he's up there. The Rock. The Rock secretly not in a lot of super popular movies. It's Fast really bizarre. You have it, lost your but, mind. No, no. So <laughs> The Rock is arguably the most popular movie star in the world. Correct. The number of movies that he stars in, you can include The Fast and the Furious in that because those, those are huge hits. Right. Other than that, his movies are not that big. San Andreas. San, yeah, San Andreas. Mm. The Tooth Fairy. What's that movie called? Is it called The Tooth Fairy? I think it's called The Tooth Fairy. Journey mm. to the Center of the Earth. Scorpion King was huge. You will soon be watching these movies with your child. Yeah, they're going to be. And then you will understand. Um, he was in uh, G.I. Joe. He was in a bunch of movies that did well. I mean, he wasn't like the star of G.I. Joe. He's not the star of like. My favorite rock performance, Pain and Gain. What is it? Never watched Pain it's and Gain. a secret, awesome Michael Bay movie. Really? He has two secretly awesome. Well,. There's a couple. Only, my, only Michael Bay, I think, is secretly awesome. And I think we disagree a lot on, on some of these movies, John. Yeah. I like The Island. I have I, not seen I it. I thought The Island was kind of incredible. Love 13 Hours. I 13, love 13 Hours. It's like a repugnant bit of uh, Wait, which one's 13 political hours? nonsense. It's the Benghazi movie. Oh, the big guy. I haven't that watched it yet. That is a relentlessly so. brutal action movie. Yeah. yeah. The Rock was in that movie with Marky Mark. That was fun. Pain and Gain. Pain, Pain and, and Gain is what he's talking about. It's amazing. It's right up your alley, right? Yeah. Oh, it's great. That's it. You'll, you'll get very homesick. I love that movie. Yeah, it's very good. 
Speaking of Miami, oh, we're going to try to make a show today. Whatever. Nothing has happened. I mean, I guess finally the big Kyrie trade officially happens. Wait, we can, I, I refuse we to talk, talk about it anymore. We talked about it so much last time. We about it for an hour. About it. So tired of talking about much it. Much ado about nothing ended up being a second rounder to complete I it. I mean, and that's... Uh, I guess if you, haven't, if you didn't follow, there was a hang-up over the hip. Cavs demanded more compensation. They there was much there. discussion that was going to be something worthwhile. Second round pick completed the deal. Miami second round pick. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I guess one thing that was interesting to to discuss about it is the the uh, the Bucks being ready to swoop in. Oh, Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, let's table that. Let's talk breakfast, guys. Did we have breakfast? You're looking at it. This oh. is a stolen San Pellegrino Arianciata Rosa. Arianciata Rosa. I stole it from your house. Oh, I love those things. Those things Me are too. so good. So good. They have to be so bad. For, let me check this. Oh, my God. Just all sugar, I see. There is more calories in this than in a Coca-Cola. Oh, yeah. What are you talking, like 35 grams of sugar? <sighs> wow. Yeah. Chuck, on the money. How many calories, you freak? I'm going to guess like 260, no, 350? 140. 140, okay. With my figure, mm-hmm. I know nothing about calories. Mm-hmm. I know enough when to make a joke. you say your figure, do you... you it is singular because it's just the number one. Yeah, you like a stick figure. <laughs> I know enough to make a joke like, "Oh, a blooming onion." What is that like? Five thousand calories. It is. But I don't know any. Uh, it's five thousand. Uh-huh. Anything under a you thousand calories. You have eaten calories? an entire blooming onion together. Yeah, with steaks. Yeah, I've, I've, <laughs> oh, I've, I've no. done that as well. Yeah. But I, anything under a thousand calories? No idea. Like if I had to guess that, I don't. I don't know what even numbers I'm supposed to throw in there. Yeah, I was. I was married to a girl on Weight Watchers for a while, so I can eyeball some stuff. Oh yeah, I know those drinks are just stocked full of. It's like more sugar than a Snickers. Well, that's they're like really... that's like with the fruit juice, right? When you take the kid to the doctor and they're like, Too much sugar. Is, "Is he drinking fruit juice?" And What's... we and we always say no because they've told us since my son's birth, don't give your baby fruit juice. Right. So that's... every time we go in, they ask us. We're yeah. like, "No, you said we couldn't. We said you said not to." But he for sure. They're like, they're like "Oh, great." <laughs> he drinks it at parties. The best <laughs> thing about this. San Pellegrino is that when my old lady asked me what I have for breakfast, I can lie and be like, well, grapefruit. Grapefruit. There's some fruit juice. There's some yeah, grapefruit. smart stuff. I didn't go to breakfast. Uh, John and I both skipped breakfast today, but we did go to Cracker Barrel the other day. Yes, we did. Um, we posted a picture on the Slack chat of our food. We had a uh, sourdough sandwich with the two eggs, country ham, bacon, cheese. They messed around and gave us like lettuce and tomatoes on a breakfast sandwich. Huh? Uh-uh. Tomfoolery. Just salt and pepper that separately. Then we had uh, Chuck outsmarted me severely. Oh man, right. he tricked me into ordering extra. He basically ordered double hash brown casserole, and then <laughs> stared at me until I also did it. No. I of course could only eat like one bite of hash brown casserole, and he proceeded to eat four helpings. I did four servings of hash brown, pretty much of hash brown casserole. <laughs> and don't let John like he he was he did a like oh he did that I'm gonna do that too order you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying like yeah. oh extra br- hash brown that sounds oh, good that sounds like a like, this guy knows what he's doing but yeah. his eyes were so much bigger than his belly yeah. and he got halfway through that sandwich I saw him going damn I gotta eat that he was I? slowing <laughs> his eyes were darting Chuck started circling and I saw I was like he's like I'm getting this and then of course I eat in like 35 seconds velociraptor style and John's like still struggling with his sandwich and I'm just like wiping my beard <laughs> yeah. And uh, looking at him, and he was like, "You want that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's mine." Chuck doesn't say yes; he just grabs, the plate, <laughs> just takes the plate from me. Well, I'm always assuming that someone's <laughs> going to give me their food because they're not going to finish it, 
And I'm just waiting for somebody to give me the green light. And when it doesn't happen, I'm kind of disappointed, but I'm not surprised. <laughs> but it's usually just like, okay, yeah, that's the thing I'm doing now. I had a locally sourced artisanal Pop-Tart. It was a bakery. Kill yourself. Made an exact replica of a Pop-Tart. It was $14. It, uh, I don't <laughs> get... My, no, no. Cancel the podcast. <laughs> Blown away. My wife was going to pick up because my wife very pregnant right now mm-hmm. and is getting breakfast all the time. Right. Despite our podcast, I don't eat breakfast all the time. No, I definitely don't go out and buy a breakfast all the time. But she like craves, like I want like a, a donut or like a breakfast sandwich. Something she wants something right. to start the day all the time. So she was at I didn't even know the name of the place. She was at somewhere over by us. And one day she got me a strawberry donut, which I thought tasted awful. Mm. I was like, that was gross. Tasted vegan-y. No no offense. No offense. To our listeners. (laughs) To anyone responsible out there. Tasted cruelty-free. No offense. Yeah. It tasted cruelty-free. So so she's like, did you like that donut? I'm going back to the place. I'm like, no, I don't want that donut. Give me something else. So she got me the Pop-Tart. Pop-Tart, again, indistinguishable from one you get out of the package. It tasted good. Yeah, pop tart tastes good, but I didn't want to ask how much it cost because it was probably like a five dollar pop tart. Yeah, and uh, like, you can get like twelve pop tarts for five dollars. I hope she went and got herself something nice, and then just stopped at Kroger and got you a pop tart and told you it was fancy. Or what I also hope is that establishment ran out of artisanal pop tarts. Oh yeah, and yeah. just went to the store and got you a regular pop tart. If they Do you are guys just have a favorite pop tart, there's there, there is a correct cinnamon answer. brown sugar. Absolutely. Yeah, all right, the podcast is back on. <laughs> I'm not. I don't like cinnamon and brown sugar normally. Yeah, me but neither. That. Pop it's amazing. Is incredible. You don't even need to heat it up. I I don't believe in that game. You got to heat up your pop tart, or you're you're just dealing with like a messy dry. I think the dryness comes into factor if you don't toast it. Normally, I agree, but that one you can just eat it cold. I feel like it depends on. I am desperate for a brown sugar. I feel like if it's after right six p.m., I'm going to heat that up. If it's after, if it's before, if it's just morning, no, I'm just grab and go. Really, grab and go. I, I have like a leisurely day ahead of me. Have to do like some like fun business things. Is that why you're wearing that nice? That's scarf? why he's wearing the. That's why I'm beautiful today. Leisurely outfit. <laughs> um, but I'm pretty sure I'm gonna stop and get a brown sugar cinnamon pop tart after this now. Yeah, because I'm pretty hungry. What was the flavor of the one you got? Blueberry Ew. with Jesus. some icing. Ew. Literally he's sending it. Messages. Probably was from Kroger. Yeah. yeah. And if, if that's their game, just buying them, unwrapping them, putting them on a plate, Gen- five dollars. Genius. Nothing but respect. Genius. Nothing As a businessman. I respect that. I'm a business man. <laughs> man. All right, so, so those were our breakfasts. After our breakfast, we move on to our breakfast in bed. Apologies. This is our chance to make right what we might have gotten wrong in any previous week. I think Brother John is going to apologize for all of us. Uh, yeah, I thought this was pretty funny. So uh, I was... Uh, and Actually, I need confirmation. Okay. Because I haven't listened to this. But on the last podcast, you had a man named Chris True on. I did. Keith, did you know that Chuck and I are friends with Chris True? <laughs> I actually, I didn't. Does does Chris True? He does not know who is on this podcast. Mm. We know him. Maybe you guys should have maybe at a bar one time asked him if he had yes. an iPhone. Yeah. So I just want to on apologize the, to Chris. I actually was going to ask you guys because his again his his profile the yeah. interview with Chris True. His profile on Twitter says like I'm I'm a wrestling manager yep. and a comedian. Yep. And he's a big NBA fan. I'm like, I bet you John and Chuck would love these guys. Chuck has promoted air sex competitions with him. 
and participated in air sex yeah. competitions with him. Oh, and I this? have often been a judge of said air sex competitions with him. And I also know him through uh, pro wrestling and comedy scene. Yeah. That's great. So a lot of times when I tell John and Chuck who is going to be one of the guests on the podcast when I, when, I do, when I do an interview. Mm-hmm. He says, like, Keith Portovino. No, right. no, no, no. But John gets really angry. Mm-hmm. Like, why should I know who that is? <laughs> I'm like, hey, like, hey, guys, like, Zach Harper's coming on next week. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, who cares? Who is that? So I kind of because it's, it's a fractured part of your mind. So I kind of yeah. quit telling John and Chuck who the Split. interview people are because I'm like, oh, I'm excited, like, you know. But I bet that is a good fun interview. He's a funny guy. You know what? I really liked your interview with Art Vandelay. It was incredible. <laughs> Art Vandelay really brought it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't think you wouldn't think an architect would have such insight. Yeah. Some, some, Did you get uh, Jimmy, the crazy clothes guy from every Lakers game? Jimmy Goldstein. Yeah. I haven't even efforted. Can you effort so that, please? Rich. Maybe. We've he's just, been. He has actually been on a lot of podcasts. Has so. he really? Well, he's been on all the big name. He goes on the Ringer ones a bunch. Is yeah. he interesting? He's very interesting. Yeah, he's inc- <sighs> he's incredibly interesting. He was on the Woj Pod. I mean, the man. He's an architect, right? He made his money. He loves architecture. He's not an architect, but he's that real estate guy. Then he's real estate. Yeah, he made his money in real estate. He talks. He talks very humbly about how he's not actually that rich. I mean, he's very very rich, but he also talks. Kind of how it's funny how much money he just wastes on the NBA. I do the same thing about how I'm really not that poor. <laughs> Although I'm very poor. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm super poor and I let everyone know. <laughs> they buy me stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, that, so that's that. I guess that's, that's an apology. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I bet, it was a, bet it was a fun podcast. It's a fun podcast. He's Go a, back and listen to that one, guys. I think he's a new friend of the show. I, I think it's funny that you, that you guys know him, yet he didn't know you guys were on this show. Yeah. Well, Again, uh, I mean, we had just started the podcast when we... When we did that thing, it was a couple years back. Yeah, I do. So I, I, like, I, do I do remember. And I honestly didn't know he did anything with basketball until after. He and sits I right him. behind the, the Pelicans' behind opponent's, the opponent's bench. bench. Yeah, and I like didn't know until after we promoted that so air sex a, thing. Yeah. But that was fun. It was like air guitar, but for humping. Yeah, right. if you were confused you, about what air sex yeah. was, if you had, any dear listener, think you know Chuck, you don't know Chuck until you've seen him <laughs> hump that air. Oh man, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of passionate. All right, well, I don't know. Do we have announcements even? We were going to read some iTunes reviews, but we got shut out. You know, I'm, I'm just going to You guys need to come through this week. Come I'm just going to start getting girls at the bar to leave reviews so that and it'll make me sound good. That's my next move. You should. All you got to do hey, is baby, say, will hey. baby, will you five-star my podcast? You say, hey, do you have an... I've, I've done this to random strangers. Borderline strangers. Borderline. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. What's going on? <laughs> hey, you got an iPhone? And then, like, you got podcast up. You've heard the phrase sometimes uh, you don't want to know how the sausage is made. It's <laughs> weird. Hey, what's up? How you doing? I love how you played out the whole scene, too. Yeah, that like, was the was an intro, scene. and, like, it was good. Like, if we're watching a game, you watching the game? Cool. You cool. Do, do you have an iPhone? How many, how many of your reviews have we read? I think we have, like, 100-something <laughs> reviews. I, I can directly account for 98 of them. That's amazing. I'm yeah. not going to say you guys aren't pulling your weight. We're not. But... <laughs> You guys are out every night. I go out five times a year. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, well, I don't think we would have as many friends if we were <laughs> suddenly accosting them for their phones. Hey, give me your phone real quick. Uh, hold up, buddy. Let me get now, I do, I do get my friends' phones, but then I just like right. make their wallpaper like right. three old men having an orgy. Right. Mm, lemon party. Norm, normal things. You can also, when you're doing that, surreptitiously even, leave the review they yeah. want to know maple surreptitiously fake review of the oh, week oh that's what we gotta that's what do. We'll do that's right that down. so if you guys want to help us out write a five-star itunes review i tell you where our listeners have been helping us out that's at patreon.com slash fast break breakfast man 
Welcome to the several new members who have joined this week. We got a lot of people wanting to get in the fantasy league, so we're going to make the fantasy league larger. Yeah. Uh, we're working on that today. There'll be an announcement coming forward. I think Stay we're gonna, tuned. I think we're going to have some tiers. I think everyone who's in right now is in. And then we're going to have a relegation, soccer-style relegation. then we're going to have a lower, the Coca-Cola Championship Breakfast if, League to what, play yourself into the A-League. What if we had, like, an anti-fantasy league, an iShop league? Oh, we're having that, too. Oh, yeah. really? Explain that, Keith. Well, just a negative fantasy league where a perfect game, you accrue points by doing things that are normally frowned upon, which is getting fouls. Uh, jackpot is getting ejected. Mm-hmm. Uh, turning Tech. the ball over, missing shots. So quick, and off you get top points. of your head, give me your, give me give me a, a, a fantasy starting five for such a team. Who? Well, so also, and one of the most important things is you also get points per minutes played. Mm. So, they so, have the, to get so the ideal guy is someone who's on the court for a long time and doesn't do anything positive. Oh, this is mm. wonderful. Fantasy-wise. I want to say Trevor Ariza was incredible at this last yes. year. Mm. So he's like 30-something minutes per game, nine points on 40% shooting. Oh, it's a dream. Yeah. <laughs> like Contavious uh, Caldwell-Pope. Chandler Parsons. Incredible numbers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chandler Parsons, incredible numbers. Mm. So I'm still perfecting the formula. I've consulted with some fantasy gurus to work out you know, the best-case formulas for a negative league. So that'll be something for all you guys this who, who want to go to baby. Patreon. This is my baby. I'm he loves this. this baby more than his two real babies. I want to be in that league. Yeah, you kind of are in that league, even on accident. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're going the wrong way. Mm-hmm. It's this not... might this might save you. Justice Win, uh, Winslow would be great on that team. Oh, yeah. Justice Put, man! If they're going to play him the thirty minutes they're talking about, you bet. Justice Winslow would probably a first round five pick. It's <laughs> <laughs> heartbreaking. What did you play? Thirty two minutes? What did you score there? Eight Six points. Six points. Nice. Yeah, two turnovers <laughs> and four fouls. What do you Sweet. average? Like two rebounds? Perfect. All right. So if you want to get so many deflections, Keith, you're coming at it all wrong. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing those advanced numbers. Lottery player. No, no NBA hustle stats going on in there. So if you want to get involved with those fantasy leagues, you want to join that Slack chat, go to patreon.com slash fast break breakfast. All right. Steak and eggs, best thing. We're going to try to do segments here. It's the, the only thing keeping it's, us it's the, only, the segments will propel so this show to the 40-minute mark. Life preserver. <laughs> <laughs> All right, steak and eggs, best thing. What's the best thing you saw this week? Well, you guys have you guys seen these, uh, what is it called, Mamba? Kobe Bryant. Oh, the Mamba, Mamba Challenge. Mamba Challenges. Kobe Bryant who refuses to go away. Good for him. Sending out Mamba Challenges to everyone. That's not my best thing. My best thing is somehow, heedlessly, Ben McLemore asking for a mama challenge and then and receiving none. And then Twitter letting him so know that Kobe has sad. no idea who he is. <laughs> it's Co- so Hey, I never he was in a dunk contest. Come He's on. never heard of you. So Ben McLemore on Twitter said, like, hey, Kobe, where's my mama challenge? You know what? Just, yeah, you, know what you know what Kobe should do? He should uh, challenge the rapper McLemore. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's what he's like. Make a record that Ryan doesn't and suck. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I sh- I shared that Macklem- the the Ben McLemore tweet to our Patreon gang. Like, this is sad. Pretty great. I don't I don't want to say anything to it because now he's on a gri- he's a, he's a grizzly. But he's wh- one of us. I don't want to make fun of him publicly. But what would be? I felt bad for it. What would be uh, the Mamba challenge um, for Ben McLemore? Um, playing time, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Get some tick. Like, how, how about a well, uh, hundred? A, modic- a modicum of efficiency. I was right. going to say f- uh, 1,200 minutes. 
Yeah. Does that seem right? Ooh, does that? He seems like a guy that would be a iShop Fantasy League kind of dude. He's it's all about gonna, the minutes. He's going to get tick. It's all about the minutes. He's going to get tick. I don't you, know. You think he would get tick, but that's not. Generally, the, the Grizzlies' standard practice is to uh, sign a player who shows some promise and for that player to become injured and not play. Oh. That's the standard. He's, he's, yeah. That's he's, the SOP. He's not going to displace <laughs> Chandler Parsons. In, no way. In the ice shop league. Uh, I got a best of. So, uh, you know how, like, uh, Stephen Adams is from New Zealand and stuff? Say See? what? Yeah. And stuff? Um, <laughs> the Canterbury police uh, had a picture of him on his uh, on their Facebook and they attempted to trade with the Oklahoma City Thunder um, a 19-year-old police officer for Stephen Adams. I think uh, they they considered it in Oklahoma City, but then declined uh, because they wouldn't throw in a first-round pick. I don't even get... I don't get it. I don't think I get it. They took a picture of Stephen Adams in a cop hat. Oh, then, okay. Then they're like, hey, let's trade for him because that's New, New Zealand. It was in New Zealand. New Zealand. New uh-huh. Zealanders aren't funny. That's why it was. What is it about? What is it about? Flight of the Concords wasn't bad. I love them. What is it about cops, uh, giant centers, and cops? Why do they all want to be cops? Yeah, it's a deal. It's it's Shaq. Yeah, I don't want to be a cop. Get that authority, (sighs) right? Like, wait, you know, but don't you have enough authority from being seven feet tall? Even literally looking down on everyone in any room you're in. He those. The thing about people that tall is they know when a person is balding before that person knows they're balding. Oh, that's that's real power. Yeah, it is. My best thing. Chuck, how old were you when you realized you were balding? Uh, I was like 17, 16. So you were probably like 15 when you actually were balding, huh? Because I hear you don't know until probably it's like too Probably like thinning. Late. And I think, you know, my male pattern baldness started up front. And uh-huh. then the back, my back of my head was like 22, 23. The back is like when you, like, like that's a moment, right? You're just um, like, oh. I, 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 was, I have friends who've told me, like, they saw an aerial shot. And it was like the end of... Usual suspects for them. mine. Not, like it wasn't like a, a patch on the back of my head. It was just the top of my head got thinner and thinner, and then it wasn't like back to front. It was a weird, but it happened at such a young age. I'm really glad I balded before I like became a man. That was my next question. Do, do, do you think that was the best way to go? Yeah, because my identity is not attached to my hair. Like I got right. rid of that young, and right. then became a dude who was just bald. When did you start bicking it, bald dude? I was like, but by the time I was 22, 23, I was shaving it. And then I grew it out when I got out of the military and it was like super long and curly. And I bald, like Gallagher esque. That's what I want to see. Yeah. Are there photographs? There's a photograph of me like that. I used to wear a lot of those like uh, newsboy caps. That was my move. <laughs> I looked like Gallagher. The Christian alternative rock band? Yes. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> the, my, the musical? The newsies? The newsies app. Uh, my best thing, speaking of bald. Eurobasket boys. Oh. I saw my boy Nick Kalachis. Kalachis. This morning, that dome, bright dome, shining under the arena lights. Can't wear it. Basket- Propecia. Basketball out the is, is sort of back. At least there is some live basketball worth watching. Actually, here's a here's a here's a transition. I don't know if this is steak and eggs or cream of wheat. Worst of week. Dan Gilbert, the evil billionaire, Comic pred- Sans terrorist, predatory loan Comic Sans terrorist. Well, first of all, you know, he announced this $140 million refurbing of the Quicken Loans Center with half public funding. Like, the Cavs are going to pull their funding because there's going to be a referendum on the vote whether the city should give him money. And so everyone's getting upset about evil billionaire, bad person, you know, trying to extort the city for money, which he's going to do. And he is doing and, and has done. Do. Yeah. 
However, he, he did take to Twitter today on Thursday, whatever the date is, as we record. <laughs> uh, I'm a stay-at-home dad. I don't know what the date is. I think it's the 31st. <laughs> okay. Um, he announced that the Cavs are never leaving the city of Cleveland, period. Oh. Wow. Hello. Fake news. We know what that means. That's spicy. We're spicy. He yet. was speaking our language. I think we know what Sean Spicer's doing. He's writing a copy He's for writing, Dan Gilbert yeah. now. It makes sense. Moving on up. Going from one uh, dictator to another. Well, so. Politics. Sorry. So, so that's kind of best thing. Gotcha. And I guess worst thing for the poor Cavs fans. Although, hey, you want to trade this week. Good job. Yeah, it is kind of good. You sure did. They, they <laughs> finally tipped the balance. It seems like LeBron like was mad at that. You know, he pushed. He's like, this is not enough. We need more. I want that second round. We need we need, a, we need we need Jalen Brown. We gotta have him. Can or, we talk about it for a little bit? Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Let's get out Let's of the way. A little bit. A little bit. I think the angle that every Boston media member suddenly took of, oh, good job, guys. You dragged Isaiah for a week to get one second round pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, shut up. Yeah, we've done it for three weeks. Who cares? Yeah. Gotcha. Like you you're saying a, a pat on the back and Isaiah Thomas, like, oh man, that man, that was just posturing. Like LeBron's here, let's do that. Yeah, like like Boston media is very repugnant. Like they'll they'll get over it. The character assassination pieces came out like minutes after the trade. Right, and then they then they try to walk them back. Yeah. Um. Also, an interesting. I've been reading about this trade. Smarter people than me, seeing what they were saying. I the most striking stat I found was when Jay Crowder was on the court for the Celtics last year, they had the point differential of a sixty win team. When Jay Crowder was off the court last year, point differential of a 24-win team. Wow. That's crazy and probably a weird stat. There's, could... there's, a, there's a lot of noise there, but that's from Ben Falk, who's a uh, statistician and such yeah. in the NBA. Oh, he, and he admits there's a lot of noise there, but Jay Crowder, every year of his career, has had really good on-off numbers, and that was the best one of his career. Like yeah. a 36-win improvement based when he's on the court and not... Also, our boys at Nylon Calculus wrote an article pointing out that just the versatility of Jay Crowder being one of those 3 and D guys going to the Cavs makes them a much better team than they were even last year, just having more pace and space, more guys to spread the court, and to play pretty good D. A, a defender who is you know in that tier above the elite guys but still just a good, solid NBA player. So getting Jay Crowder, getting that Brooklyn draft pick, I, again, I think it's a huge win for the Cavs. I don't think it's terrible for the Celtics. I understand the narrative of them being excited. You should be excited. Like if you're a Celtics fan, cool. You're excited. Kyrie Irving, he's really good. But I just think Cavs kind of did as well as you could possibly imagine in any scenario. In, in light of the well, I wouldn't say in any scenario, but in light of the fact that Kyrie wanted to leave, yeah, and their hand was and might not show up to training camp, yeah, yeah. and they got all that. <clears throat> yeah, I actually, no. if if that wasn't the case, I wouldn't consider it a big win just because I'm not. I don't think the Crowder thing's a big deal, and Isaiah is so much older, and you know, there's so many question marks around him. But considering what other teams got when their teams wanted, when their players wanted to leave, it's just kind of amazing. Yeah, I no, I, I think both teams kind of got out of hairy situations because I don't think Danny Ainge wanted to give Isaiah the max. I think knowing. Yeah, and he wants to play those other wings. And he's got those other young guys that he's trying to bring up. I think it worked for both of them. I think a, a winner in this situation, 
The only way that's the, why, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. The Celtics lose is if Kyrie isn't, uh, you know, an All Star, All NBA player, right? Yeah, because if they get that for the next six or seven years, then that's no question. No matter how good Isaiah Thomas is, the draft pick is like the big loss to me. The other stuff, it's in trades, value is so relative, and people are like, oh, I can't believe they gave up. You know, these these players, they need these two players. They don't don't need those players because the Celtics are getting an upgrade at point guard, and then they're moving someone out of the way of the players they want to play. Right. Yeah, two so, high draft picks that need tick. So to them, I, I can see how both both sides of the equation are thrilled. Yeah, and 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 it's weird that it's a like you would look at a trade like this that's blockbuster with a with a, two marquee players and go, I don't know who's better now. And sometimes you know it, it's usually folly to try to declare a winner, anyways. Right. But in this case, it seems ex- ex- especially foolish. And really, honestly, the biggest thing, though, is if somehow we don't get them in the Eastern Conference Finals next year, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah, that, that's the only thing that matters. <laughs> that's the only thing that matters. And now it, it actually gives a little bit of texture to the playoffs. Uh, it's not we as, might. you know, it, and I, <clears throat> you can see a, a way where, you know, there's maybe an injury or something in Cleveland and the Cavs could lose you know to I'm, the Celtics. You know what I'm going to cheer for, actually, guys? I'm going to cheer for Isaiah Thomas takes a long time to come back. Mm-hmm. LeBron James does not lead the league in minutes per game this year like he did last year. He's rest a lot of games. Cavs are just kind of sputtering, doing their thing. Celtics locked in, get that one seed. Ooh. Cavs just sliding in the playoffs. Like, you know, there's like two weeks to go. They're like, hey, if we lose our next five games, we could fall to the eighth seed. <laughs> Yeah, let's play him in the first round. Yeah, this, let's do this right with. now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I can see it happening. I, I know their whole plan is to go to the playoffs. Can you imagine? The, can you imagine Adam Silver's face? <laughs> yeah, if it's Cavs, he's just talking about the Cavs being the eighth seed in the East. It's gonna be impossible. Be <laughs> but there is talk about about. I think it'd be harder for them to do that than to win the East. Yeah, yeah, I know for sure. Well, I mean, the Cavs, the Cavs are gonna win like forty-seven games and not yeah. care at all. Yeah. I think, but yeah, no, no, forty-seven games. Totally how many, is how going many, to be the two? How many, yeah, about, how many wins gets you into the Eastern playoffs? Thirty-two. I think. I think the. <laughs> I think the, the Wizards and Raptors are also expecting to win upper forties. The uh, Wizards, no. I'm just saying they're expecting. Yeah, John. I'm sure they are. I'm just saying they're expecting. <laughs> the Heat are going to win forty-some games. Oh, oh Jesus! What? James Johnson. Next question. Break out. Break out. M- a- MVP. A- Final thing on on the Cavs trade. If LeBron James leaves, if even Isaiah Thomas leaves, I still think it's exciting for them to think about next year, regardless if they want, they're going to have Jay Crowder, Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson, J.R. Smith. That's a, that's a fine squad plus the, you know, like a top five pick probably. I, I think they've done an incredible job whether LeBron stays or goes. Like assuming Isaiah Thomas stays, Isaiah Thomas and those guys, J.R. Smith, Jay Crowder, Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson, and a top five pick, that's a really good core. Like yeah. that's, a, that's a playoff team for years ago. So that's the final word we will ever say about this trade. We did it. We somehow found a way to do 10 minutes on it again. Oh my God. We had to fill time. Bless yeah. us. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're only, the clock's only at like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, let's, do, let's, let's do some more worsts. Got some, you guys got some more worsts of weeks. Do you want that, me to go? Mine is gruesome. John, give me some grues. <laughs> okay, so there is maybe... I don't. I, I, there's like a, a malice in the China Palace. Oh yeah, this is obscure news. This is uh, this is where we are, folks. But there is a there was a massive brawl in a Chinese <laughs> national basketball league game. Was Ahmed Haddadi involved? 
When I tell you who is involved, it's going to make your Ahmed Haddadi <laughs> reference ex- just fall out of your brain. My time, Lawson. <clears throat> Al so much better. Guanji Ranos versus, and this is a team name, not a player. Henan Shirian Loiju mm. engaged in a massive brawl that cut the game short. <laughs> Fans and team officials also appeared to be involved in a melee that spilled off the court and into the bleachers. Do you think- the ball? The brawl was started by swear to God. Unofficial NBA lottery talent, an unofficial honorary selection, one-eyed Isaiah Austin. <laughs> oh, amazing. Uh, wait. Ike Austin? Ike Austin. Ike Austin? Was, yeah, he, he was the one. How old is he? He's got to be 45. He has one eye! He, he played. <coughs> he, he was on the heat. He was Alonzo Mourning's backup in the late 90s. No. This is a very young player. Okay, it's not. This Ike is the Marfan? No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are you talking about? Isaiah I, Austin. Because he played well, at Baylor. Isaiah. No, we're at Chuck well, and I are talking that. about Ike Austin, who is forty-eight. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> This is one-eyed Marfan syndrome honorary NBA selection who somehow ended up. I in- don't even know who that is. That you're talking about John, but if you type in Isaiah. Austin, Isaiah Austin, I is the only oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Other NBA players, former NBA players that were involved. Marcus Thornton. Yes. And then the piece de la resistance. And unfortunately, he, he was a peacemaker in the brawl instead of just dominating everyone. Seven foot four Indian center Simbular. 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 Like a Dothraki warrior. <clears throat> There are pictures of the aftermath. It's just people laying in pools of blood in the locker room. If you ever have the chance to see Sim Bular's arms, do it. I mean, I don't know if that'll come up. I don't know the scenario that'll come up for you. And if you watch it, it seek is, it out. It is a do, it is a dojo fight. <laughs> I can't wait. It is insane. I'm telling you, like, it's my worst of the week because it is uncomfortable. <laughs> it doesn't even have like awesome stuff like dudes running out with you know who was it? Katana's was it. No, Georgetown. Well, I was going to say brooms and dustpans, <laughs> but sure. John, you might know. Was it Georgetown College that was playing an exhibition game in China, and there was a bench clearing brawl that was terrifying? I'm unfamiliar. Um, now I got to find. That I one. haven't seen the video, but Excuse was me, seven foot five, three hundred sixty pounds. What, I haven't seen the video, but was everybody kung fu fighting? Man, no, it's just a scary <laughs> fight. <laughs> Are you whoa? whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Kicks uh, as fast as like Indeed, Georgetown China brawl. Google it, friends. But uh, yeah, if you guys want to see a really scary, creepy fight that lasts forever and involves fans, officials, and players, and most importantly, one-eyed Isaiah Austin and seven foot five Simbular, go check out Ball Don't Lie. I'm sure it's on <laughs> Deadspin by now. I mean, it's going to be everywhere, and that's the type of you know, it's the off season. So there you have it. But more importantly, brings to mind. A musical number. Oh. Ice dragons. Hey. Yeah. Wow. So. Gonna have to build that wall. Hole in the wall. Gonna have to build that wall. Fights and feuds, guys. Let's talk about fights and feuds. Fights and feuds. A game of scones. Game of scones. Fights and feuds edition. I'm going to describe a fight or a feud. And you're going to give me the other participant in the fight or feud, or if I require, both participants. Okay. Uh, the first one to get five points or to have three strikes. First one to get five points is a winner. If you get three strikes, you're a loser. Are we doing this buzzer style, or are we doing back and forth? Um, has buzzer style worked, or is that Let's just Let's try buzzer style. Okay. <clears throat> Should we yell Matt Barnes? Or no, we're going it? to yell... Uh, ooh, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> Matt Barnes, Matt Barnes. Twice. Okay, is, is a buzzer. Twice. All right. Is a buzz. Okay. All right. 
You guys want to start in the past? We'll, we'll, we'll bookend it. Can okay? we do one in the future? We'll bookend it. <laughs> we'll <do laughs> this the uh, Kyrie Lebron fight. The participants. Season. The participants in this fight. Uh, this with that featured the punch thrown around the world, and led to a Halberstrom book called The Punch, and led to uh, Rocket. I'm, I'm, you only have to guess one of the players. Oh, Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes. You guys are idiots, and somehow managed to do that at the same time. Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes. I'm gonna give it to Keith. Keith was trying to say it first. You gotta well, get both see, of I them. was. I was waiting. We gotta get both of them. Uh huh. Agreed. Yeah. Rudy Tomjanovich, Kermit Washington. Correct. Okay. That's a point for Keith. I was sitting there thinking about the it. Punch. See, I didn't know if I was supposed to yell it out. Are, are, are you going to be looking for, because are we going to get a thing where you want us to spit these out? No, say Matt Barnes, Matt Barnes, and we'll get to it. Okay. You can spit it out. Okay. Let's do it. All right. Damn. That's our first one. That's a good one by That's Keith. an easy one. That was the one, uh, the first one I thought when we were talking about fights. Yeah. I was like, that. okay, let me prepare for Rudy and Kermit. I was, I was pretty surprised you didn't get that. I was just my. my well, we weren't sure when to answer or how to answer. I went to Kendrick, one, one name or, or the other yeah, name. I, I went to Kendrick Lamar last night. My brain's just not firing. Okay, all right. Um, probably the greatest three punch combo ever thrown in the history of the NBA was thrown into the face of Kobe Bryant. Matt Barnes, Matt Barnes. That's Chris Childs. That's correct. Well done, well Chuck. done, that Chuck. G- I use that uh, GIF for all of my Laker fan friends. I'm going to give Chuck a piece of advice. Raising your hand in a podcast trivia show, <laughs> not the best move. I was on a lot of drugs last night, so <laughs> my brain's not working. All right. <clears throat> Everyone remembers Jeff Van Gundy being around Alonzo Mourning's leg. Barnes, Matt Barnes. Chuck. Larry Johnson. That's correct. Chuck. Well done. That's exactly that's where a, I was going. That's, 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 that's a easy. Heat series. That's a, that's that's a, a heat, heat series. series. That's a Homer, that's a Homer one. I, fr- I froze thinking of morning, and then I had trouble getting him out of my head. <laughs> All right, it's two for Chuck. All right, let's get back into some Laker hate. Everyone knows how beautiful Rick Fox is, right? Mm-hmm. One of the most beautiful men who ever lived. No? Oh, no, he's oh, gorgeous. Yes. He married, uh, what's her name? Matt Barnes, Matt Barnes, yes. <laughs> is, that, is that a correct answer? <laughs> that... So, who sullied those good looks with a raucous uppercut? I'll give you a hint. Played for the Sacramento Kings. Oh, Matt Barnes, Matt Barnes. Doug Christie? Correct. Doug oh, Christie. you guys are oh, just, yeah. just, just destroying this. I remember that one. I needed, I needed, I needed the team. Needed the, team. The, the team. And I was going through it. This will shock you, but probably the best technique I've ever seen from an NBA fighter was this player. And I witnessed this uh, technique when he took Keon Dooling to the ground in a game in 2006. Took him to the ground, ground and pound, Whooped his ass. Does anyone remember this player? Are you ready for hints? Hint. Yeah, yeah a hint. One of the greatest three-point shooters of all time. Matt Barnes, Matt Barnes, Ray Allen? That's correct. Ray Allen. Wow. He would seem speared to... Speared Keon Dooling. Whooped his ass. Does not surprise me at all. They he landed on the... He is a John Wick, yeah. but never has to use it. <laughs> I mean, it <laughs> was <laughs> outstanding. It's still the best. <clears throat> All right, we've talked about three-punch combos, and we've talked about uh, sharpshooters uh, in, in a fight. Oh, I would love to see an NBA player get put in a sharpshooter. That'd be great. But yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> I'm going to give you the people in this fight. Yep. I want to know who is holding back one of the players that allowed the player to get slapped in the face oh. three times. When Larry Bird and Dr. J fought, a player runs up behind Larry Bird and grabs him from behind, and Dr. J then takes the three biggest cheap shots in basketball history. 
Uh, Matt Barnes, Matt, Matt Barnes. That's Keith. Robert Parrish. That's incorrect, and that makes no sense at all. Matt Barnes, Matt Barnes. Um, Danny Ainge? Guys, With the, the person holding Larry Bird back and holding his arms behind him would have played for the 76ers. Well, oh, I wouldn't have known that. But I mean, I, I would have thought his teammate would have held him back. Yeah. Um, uh, you guys should know this better because it was Charles Barkley and they talked about it all Barkley. the time. Really? Uh, no. yeah. That's a strike, strike for Keith. Strike for me. I got it wrong first. Chuck's winning three to two. This is a good one, guys. This is a great, great topic. It's a barn John. burner. Um, let's go to. I'm going to get a little harder. I'm going to get too. a little harder here. Oh dear. <laughs> Malice at the palace. Okay. If it's not David Harrison, I'm leaving. I want to know <laughs> the one player from either team that stayed on the bench. There was only oh. one. Oh wow. Uh, I'm going to give a hint. I, I kind of want to make a guess, but I, I do too. Well, let's I'm make our fun guesses, and then you give us a hint. Famous for chase down blocks. Oh, Tayshon. That is correct. Well uh, done, I would have went Darko. I was going to guess John Barry. That <laughs> uh, yeah, was good. All right. Let's, uh, who's, let's, the, who's the pay? Uh, was Reggie Miller just even avoiding everything? Yeah, he's probably on the court. I think Darko was on that team, right? I would think Can't, not. Yeah, it was 04, right? Yeah, he it was, was 04. Yeah, he would have been on the team. That fight like happened him. the day of my 21st birthday. I was in really? the, Yeah, I was in a strip club and I saw it. All right, let's stay there. Who came out of the locker room with the dustpan? Uh, Matt Barnes, Matt, Matt Barnes. Mm. Steven Jackson? That's incorrect. <sighs> Matt Barnes, Matt Barnes. Ron Artest. That is also incorrect. I knew that was wrong. Who did that? See, now I got I to gotta, I gotta lay low now because I have two strikes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Branson first. Who came out? Guys, strangely. Jamal Tinsley. Oh. I wouldn't have got that. That no. is that is two strikes for Keith. Jamal. Two strikes, so now so now Chuck I'm, has no strikes. Yeah. But I'm, Chuck I'm has I'm being aggressive though. You got yeah, you got yeah. so we are we are technically tied three to three. There mm-hmm. is some strategy going down. Yeah. yeah. Technically tied three to three. Okay, uh technically I would say this is the uh most famous brawl and feud in NBA history, with a caveat. It was fake. Mm-hmm. What two wrestlers fought tag teaming with Jay Leno, the likes of Jay Leno, Hulk Hogan, Diamond Dallas Page, Matt Barnes, Matt Barnes, uh, Dennis Rodman, and Carl Malone? That's correct, Chuck. Well done. I was too nervous to get another strike. That's what I was thinking it was. <laughs> That's four for Chuck. That's He's almost got Chuck, it. Chuck, man. All right. We start, this may be the one that ends it. We started with the punch heard around the world. Let's go with the whiff heard around the world. Shaquille O'Neal did not strike this man, but I contend that if this punch had landed, <laughs> his head would have exploded into blood mist. <laughs> uh, Who remembers this player? W- no. I'm going to go for it. Matt Barnes, Matt Barnes. Was it Sean Bradley? So close. Was it Greg Ostertag? No. <laughs> Brad Miller. That's Brad- three strikes uh, for Keith. I'm out. Uh, uh, I had some Sean Bradley ones on here. I don't know if you guys remember when Walt Williams whooped that ass. But, uh, <laughs> That's great. That was a good one. A pretty that, amazing performance by Chuck, honestly. That is good. Keith was just, Keith, Keith got a little overly aggressive. I was swinging. Keith, yeah. The I, Matt Barnes, Matt Barnes thing got Keith going. I had yeah. to come out swinging. He, did. Right. he got super Well, excited. there you have it. Let's wrap this with a, a couple very more. very violent that was edition a great. of Game of Scones. Chuck, you got a you got a worst a week, or I, I got a couple more I can throw in there if you need one. No, I'm good. Let's just talk about what you have. Well, I was gonna say <laughs> wor- worst worst of weeks, the Pelicans, who I talked about with mm. friend of the show Chris True, who did not know he was a friend of the show. <laughs> <laughs> 
He they, probably doesn't remember our According, according to uh, to the Woj podcast that came out uh, either yesterday or today, the Pelicans were working out Martel Webster and Chase Budinger. <gasps> Dude, they put out some crazy <laughs> names on that list. Oh, and Josh Smith. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> working out to fill the role left by dearly departed Solomon Hill. Hey. Dearly departed. Dearly departed. Tough. Adding Josh Smith, we all know, is a tried and true way of improving your team. So all you have to do is have Josh Smith and then cut him yep. and your wins increase. It's like trading away Rudy Gay. <laughs> undefeated. <laughs> um, yeah, the last bit of cream of wheatness I had to bring was Nerlens Noel taking the qualifying offer. I don't know his personal situation, whether or not he is independently wealthy. Right. If he has a stash of money. He can money afford to and put does a not tombstone need. in your house after he desecrates it. <laughs> right. But... He turned down a $70 million contract over four years to sign a one-year contract for $4 million. Yes, he will be an unrestricted free agent next year, but Chuck, do the math. If he's making $4 million this year and turned down $70 million, how much money does he need to make the following three years to end up earning $70 million over four years? $100 million a year. That's not right, Chuck. I pulled out my calculator and still failed. Mm Mm-hmm. So he thinks he can make $66 million after this season. That's $22 million a year. Which is max money. Which is close to max money. He's saying he can earn more than that, I assume. He's a guy with injury history. I cannot, as a human being, conceive turning down $70 million for $4 million. Maybe he just hates Mark Cuban and wants to get out of there. Maybe like, he hates Mark Cuban. And really, like, when you're a millionaire, because he's a millionaire already, you know, he's got a shoe deal. Maybe he's, got, he's in that, like, I got, like, $4 million, Who cares about 70 Right. I mean, I mean, a Chipotle burrito only costs $7. He could be, could have a simple life, and he's like, I want to get out of Dallas. I want to go back to the East Coast. You guys are go- forgetting that he has an agent who gets 10% of his earnings and is probably telling him to do the thing that's going to make the agent the most money. I don't understand yeah. how the agent can recoup... This lost $66 million. I guess they're just betting on themselves. They are betting on themselves. It's a nightmarish bet. The opposite bet is... I'm I'm pretty high on Erlen's Noel, so I I guess I see it. Best case scenario, let's say he averages 12 points a game and nine rebounds, which would be career highs by a, a good bit, I think. What's he making but on the open he's market? He's no longer in like an insane log jam. On another team, he's going to get minutes there. He got he minutes be... last year and averaged nine and six. And not, I mean, I think he, he's got to come into this role for uh, Dallas that I think they were trying to fill with Tyson Chandler. He's like, he's going to start now, though, right? He's going to get he's and he's going to have he, every opportunity unless the Mavs decide not to play him a ton, which to damage his value. Oh God, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, Jeez. that could be a thing. I mean, Jamichael Green is turning down. Probably or might accept a three million dollar qualifying offer, under the hope he can get like ten million a year for the next few years. That math works. Like if the Grizzlies are only offering him four year thirty million or something, I understand that's betting on myself. I can recoup this money with a double digit salary on the open market next summer. That's a risk. Hey, this guy. I understand it. This guy's could also be. This could be some shenanigans. There could be shenanigans. This could be some backroom stuff. You think they could be like, hey, let us give us some cap flexibility. Sign this for sign this smaller deal. We'll we'll take care of you. Well, that's a good. I like it because that would give them a much lower cap hold next year. 
So New Orleans Noel would, would actually open up a lot of cap room for them next year. What you guys don't know is that, um, and this might be a little bit of a conspiracy, oh. um, that uh, Mark Cuban's allowed to have, agreed to have New Orleans on Shark Tank. He's selling a, oh. like a hair palm that keeps, uh, keeps your, your... Whatever sh- New Orleans Noel is selling is somehow related to weed. <laughs> he's got a dispensary. It's a new bong. Yeah, he's <laughs> something. He needs to he needs to properly dispose of all of his roaches. Apparently, Th- that's what it is. It's a uh, hair hair gel with weed in it. Oh, or maybe yeah. it's a service for Airbnb owners. Yeah, <laughs> on how to, or maybe for patrons of Airbnb to how to lash out. Yeah. at the people they rent. Novelty from. tombstones. It's Novelty. like it's like Uber, but for tombstones. Yeah, <laughs> I want a tombstone delivered to this man who has mm-hmm. offended me. Yeah. And it's an app, and it's simple. I'll invest in this business. Genius. So I, I hope that is the case. Yeah, it's pretty It's weird. a good thought, but I don't know how you can turn on that money. with them, Like, looking at guys like Terrence Jones and Donuts Monte Yunus, who mm-hmm. passed up extensions yeah. and never made money again, yeah. and a guy like Mario Chalmers, who tore his Achilles right before he was going to be a free agent, I can't imagine turning on this money, which he has no way of recouping. Yeah. So that's 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 my last thing. All right, well... Our fadeaway. What are we looking forward to this week as we stick to the format rigidly? I <laughs> am looking forward to more and more patrons signing up via Patreon. I love it. Which brings me to our croissant questionnaire. Oh, oh, we have a croissant questionnaire. Croissant questionnaire. And this is, I think this is a funny one, a fun one. Indy Trey asks, what is your favorite NBA player cameo in a movie. And since he said cameo, I think we're going to read it, rule out Jesus Shuttlesworth okay, so and, we, and Michael Jordan Space Jam. Okay, and we can't do Shazam. Yep. Um, so we're going to stick with cameos because I have, I have the one. Well, I, the thing that popped in my head as we talked about participant of a fight, Rick Fox showing up in Party Down, his Party Down episode, not a movie, mm-hmm. still hilarious. Yeah, he's mine, also in Oz. Mine <laughs> I never watched Oz. Is a uh, Detlef Schrempf in uh, Parks and Rec. Ah, it's pretty great. Go, go on the, go on the, the TV not the, not the, not the Roy Hibbard. I mean, it was funny, but I don't like Roy Hibbard. He's a garbage can. I mean, most of them are terrible. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of. I haven't seen the the Kareem in the Airplane? Kung Fu movie. Oh, oh, Game Co- of Death. I haven't seen that one. That's Kareem. pretty damn good. I saw Alan Houston in the movie Black and White, which was not good. That's weird. And he was very not good in it. Kareem in Airplane, though. No. Yeah. yeah, that's classic. Kind of Ever one. seen a grown man naked? Yeah. What's the, John, what's the, what's the correct answer? In the role of the Angel of Death in the movie Exorcist 3. Yeah, I never <gasps> saw it. Patrick Ewing. Yeah. No yeah. way. <laughs> For that's, real? That's tremendous. <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> I didn't know One that. One of the weirdest, scariest movies features a dream sequence wherein the angel of death in angel's robe with wings is inexplicably Patrick Ewing. So like dark robe? Like he's white wearing robe. white robe, angel of death? That's weird. Black guy? And, That's in an insane asylum. That's racist. I, I think That's so. perfect casting. <laughs> Very unsettling. In the last week, I watched Patrick Ewing's top five career dunks. Were they all identical? It made me nervous he could not play in the NBA he couldn't. now. He couldn't. He looked like a worse Jan Mahinmi. Yeah. Like one's on a fast break that's and he the, jumps really late. And that's I'm just like, the state of the... Was this guy 
Bill this Russell, guy was a dominant center. Bill Russell would be a, a three in this league. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that VHS transfer slows down <laughs> everything. Yeah. Maybe it was actually like like eighty percent speed. Watching the five greatest dunks of Patrick Ewing's career, I was like, uh, this like wouldn't make a top ten on like a nightly NBA highlight yeah. show. Didn't the NBA put him in all fifty like the top fifty players when they released that thing like twenty years ago? I know we have listeners in New York who I hope I'm riling you up. Oh no, I hate Patrick Ewing. He's but man, garbage. he's overrated. You guys hate send Patrick me, Ewing. I hate him. I'm send me he the best of Patrick Ewing morning. clips you have. Now, I, here's the thing: it, 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 he's many, many turnaround jumpers. He's the uh, like. Would you start person. him over Nick Vucevic? Uh, probably not. Go ahead, Chuck. Not right now. Yeah. No. Well, he's like, I mean, this is thousands and thousands of strip clubs. Ago. If you okay. had, a, no, I'm saying if you had a time machine. That's you, what I'm saying. You bring me, you bring me 1989 or, or if, if you would, Yes, it if, was great. If, if you would drop Hassan show Whiteside me those, show into me 1989, it, just because of his size and athleticism oh, and yeah. his ability, like he's kind of an, a, an okay above average center now, he would have ter- turned the league into his like playpen. Just because he's huge and big and strong and fast. Patrick Ewing was a great NBA center guy. He was a great NBA center, but I'm saying comparatively, I, John, athletically. I'm saying I remember, I'm with you, I remember him being a great NBA too. center. I'm saying I watched YouTube videos this week, shook up my brain. The eye test is like, man, that <laughs> go, dude's go watch, foot speed is Go watch Z-Bowie. early Patrick Ewing, especially like, uh, this was a player who, uh, in, in, like at Georgetown, John Thompson would be like, hey, first five shots. Goaltend them all, just get in their head. Yeah, dude was a dominant player. No, he was, but yeah, not a not a I vicious also, dunk over everyone. I guy. also watched top ten plays of Patrick Ewing getting dunked on. Lots of those, tons of those. But every every good. I'm surprised John Starks didn't find a way to dunk on Patrick Ewing, even though they were on the same team. Mm-hmm. That's true. Speaking of sending me messages when you send me these Patrick Ewing highlights, forgot to mention mention it now. Hey, if you want a free sticker, send me uh, Twitter DMs with your address, and I, I haven't mailed them yet. I'm still. Collating the addresses, putting them onto a spreadsheet. I'm going to print out some labels, save myself some time. But I'm really enjoying all the people dropping in the DMs, being like, yo, give me some sweet stickers. You're getting your stickers, folk. Yeah, they're coming. We appreciate uh, we appreciate you being interested enough to share your mailing address, which I will then sell to mybookie.ag. Hey. Sweet. <laughs> all right. Well, you guys can like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Fast Break Break. You guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. Yeah, never apologize for being GNG. Fast Break Break, man. You understand?